Hi, and welcome to The Circle. You're listening to Journeys to the Self with me, Melanie. Wondering what The Circle is? Check out our website, www.thecirclestockholm.com or our Instagram account, at thecirclestockholm. In Journeys to the Self, every three weeks, with a special guest, we're exploring a specific behavior that guides us through our very own life journey. We're discussing personal experiences, but also keys and tips to better understand and connect with our inner selves while growing and feeling better in our minds and souls. A way to face everyday life in a more confident, energized and clear way. In this first episode of Journeys to the Self, we're exploring the idea of trusting our own path, and I'm really happy to do so with Paula, who is connecting with us directly from Boston in the US. She's one of the most joyful, nice, and confident women I've ever met, and I know it was not always easy for her, and that getting there might have seemed like a struggle from time to time, but I also know that she's in a very happy place right now, and is able to share with you and I her journey. But before diving into her story, let's frame what trusting your past means a little. Have you ever felt like you were exactly in the right place at the right moment, that you truly belonged in this specific instant in time? Or on the contrary, that despite all the efforts you put into something, no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't become a reality, as if life itself was against you? Well, you could say it's because of your destiny, but I'd rather be less dramatic and say it's because of your path. Don't get me wrong, I'm not stating that life is all figured out and that you just have to passively wait for it to happen to you. But I do believe that there is a road for each and everyone to follow. It's not a straight line. It's made of many detours, small sinuous paths, roundabouts and stop signs, but it's getting you somewhere. You might not know where exactly yet, and it's okay. Usually, as you move on, it's getting clearer to see where you're headed. And if you don't know and you feel stuck in the middle of nowhere, it might be because you took a turn in the wrong direction. But that's fine also. It's just life telling you that there is something better waiting for you. It could also feel like you've taken a long detour that didn't get you where you thought you would be, and it seems like a radical change must happen. Well, this is an opportunity for you to reassess your goals and reconnect to your inner self. Understand the lesson you've learned from that experience and how it has made you grow. It took me a long time, actually, to understand that. I remember a few years ago, I was supposed to settle in New York. I had the job, I had the boyfriend, the apartment, etc. I just needed the visa. And after one year of applying to two different ones, my application got denied because of the company I was joining. I was so devastated. This was not at all part of my plan. I didn't want to come back to Paris and I couldn't see myself in another city than New York. But I was forced to start over in my hometown, digest what I saw as a failure and go another way. Well, now I know for a fact that if this hadn't happened, I would probably not be living in Stockholm right now and not actually be talking to you either. I've never felt this happy and sure of myself and of my past in quite a long time, and this feels really great. 
There are many other examples of the same sort, whether it's really wanting a job that you end up not getting or dreaming of building a relationship with a person and then suddenly everything goes south. But in the end, when you look back, it's actually all for the best. And you know, life has a funny way of giving you little clues here and there that you're in the right direction or that you've actually dodged a big bullet. So it's not about wanting to figure it all out and foresee what's ahead of you, but about trusting that you're heading in the right direction, no matter what is thrown at you. In the end, everything is in your best interest. So now let's hear what Paola has to say about this. So hi, Paola. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Melanie. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and welcome to The Circle. I'm really happy to have you here to talk about your journey to yourself. And thank you for supporting me in this project. This is our first episode, and I'm really happy to be talking about trusting your path with you today. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me to talk about this. It was really interesting for me getting to explore um, this idea of trusting your path, given that it's something that we think about all the time. And I think everyone is sort of trying to figure out. So I'm really honored to be having this conversation, just supporting you on this awesome project. Great. Thank you so much. So you're our first guest. So I think what would be really great is if you could maybe introduce yourself a little bit and, uh, you know, share with us uh, your background, where you come from and, uh, you know, what sparks you joy and happiness. And that's how we can kickstart this discussion. I live in Boston um, in the United States. I am originally from the Dominican Republic um, and my family all sort of moved to the U.S. when I was young. I was about a teenager. And yeah, I've had my life here so far. Went to university here and I'm working as a professional now in the nonprofit sector in an NGO um, where I work with um, like supporting young people, mostly mm -hmm. young immigrant youth, um, just helping them feel empowered, um, allowing them resources to succeed. And it's work that I really, really love, actually. Um, it's one of those first few instances when I felt like, I was on the right path, was by oh, taking this amazing. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really, really love it. And I think um, it's definitely one of the things that for sure sparked joy is the fact that I get to wake up on Monday mornings and not be super sad that I'm going into yeah. the office. <laughs> I'm actually quite yeah. happy that I get to come in and, and work for a mission that really means a lot to me. Um, and... Yeah, if I think of other things that bring me a ton of joy, I would think um, besides getting to do work I really love is probably deep connections with people. I am someone, I, I'm a big uh, talker. I love talking. I can talk to anyone or anything. Yeah. Um, and I love building those connections, just getting to know people and, and how they work and why they think the way they think. Um, and so... That's really special for me. Going on walks with my friends makes me really happy. Watching sad movies actually make me really happy. If I've had a good <laughs> cry, that, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think every morning I call my mom. We talk at 8 a.m. as I'm like putting on my makeup. Oh, and it just sets the tone for my day in such a nice way because she, give she gives me advice or tells me a family gossip. Um, which is really special. So yeah, I think it's all little things that I really, 
really do enjoy actually make me really happy. Yeah, that's that's really, really great. And I mean, like, I can re- totally relate to the fact that, you know, h- helping people and uh, wanting to connect with others on a regular basis is, is really important. I like like to do that as well a lot, mm-hmm. but I've learned also over the years that what is super important is also to kind of protect yourself yeah. from you know the emotions of uh, other people because you can you know as an altruistic person sometimes you can take a bit too much on your plate so Absolutely. it's finding uh, that balance but you're really lucky to be able to do the job that you really love and that you consider it being as part of your true path because I actually know a lot of people for whom it's not the case at all you know I think depending on on where you kind of live like in terms of like countries and cultures and societies that can have a really strong impact on your life or not as a whole because here in Sweden for example work is considered as being important but it's not definitely not the most important thing in your life so are very detached, you know, from their work situation. It doesn't mean that they're not involved in what they're doing, but they are like aware that their personal life is much more important for them than their professional life. And I I feel that, for example, in the US and also in France, actually, it's not really the case. Like work does represent 80% of our time therefore it's really important for us as individuals to feel connected to our past at work as well but for me when we talk about trusting your past and everything and i believe it's the same case for you actually it's not only about work and it's super important to keep that in mind that your past is everything that is in your life it's not only about work and i you know it, it took me some time and actually it took me coming to sweden to actually realize that i don't know when you you know if you had that kind of breakout as well or breakthrough actually or if you know it was clear for you from the beginning that you would follow your path professionally in that direction because you had a clear objective and that's where you wanted. Or if, you know, it, it has been a learning curve of fine-tuning and finding the right place. And Yeah, it's been so interesting just because I, I feel like I can um, really find joy in the work that I do and feel very lucky that I have it. And it is mm-hmm. because I... It was, I did not have a situation where I had a job that I loved before. I actually mm-hmm. jumped um, and had to sort of go multiple paths before I figured out okay. what was the work that I really loved. And I find myself, which is so interesting, battling with this um, sort of trifecta about like figuring out my path and what made me happy because I have this understanding that I grew up with. So mm-hmm. com- coming from a culture where you as a woman have a very specific role in yeah. in a family and in a household um, and professionally and having this idea instilled in me of what I was supposed to be from very early on and mm-hmm. then moving to the United States, moving with my family, and then all of them 
relearning what that meant, um, which sort of evolved into this American understanding of you are your work. You are defined by what you do. And if you um, are unhappy, it doesn't matter. But if you're successful and you have a good title and you're making a lot of money, then that is the definition of success and that is the right path for you. Um, So it came from being from a culture where I was like, work is really in in the Dominican Republic, I think in, in a lot of countries in Latin America, part of the culture is that I think very similarly to Sweden, the work is part of what you do, but not who you are. And then on top of that, I had to battle a lot of like different like gender ideas yeah. of as a woman, um, what work meant for me. But then I moved to this country and then you adopt all of these ideas and everyone in high school is thinking about it. And then you go up to college and everyone is thinking about how can you be the best you can be, but this is just based solely on what you do. Not yeah. so much on who you are. And I've had to battle those two ideas mm-hmm. um, to try to find the path that really means something to me that is, you know, a little bit connected to my work. Just, you know, mm-hmm. not having the yeah. Sunday scaries, being happy with yeah. coming into work <laughs> and feeling like I do something meaningful. But ultimately, all of these other things that are also such a big part of my life um, that I, I find so necessary to feel whole and to feel mm-hmm. like I'm connected to myself, that I am connected to the people that I love, um, and just sort of connected to, to the overall, I don't know, just, just mission and reason that why I'm in this planet. So it's, yeah. it's been really, um, an interesting journey to sort of ref- reflect on and navigate, um, just because these ideas, it's the battle between the ideas that yeah. you were brought up with and the things yeah. that ultimately, and, and unlearning all of those ideas to try yeah. to find the things that really mean something to you and sort of set on the path that actually makes you happy and fulfilled and feeling like you are just the, the truest version of yourself, but whatever that means for you. Exactly. And actually, I think what you're saying right now is it's totally, it, it's not really about how can you be your best self, mm-hmm. but it's about how can you be your truest self for you, you know, not for society, not for the people around you, right. not for your partner, not your for, for your family, but really and uniquely and only for you, you know. So how did you overcome and how did you succeed in this battle, basically, mm-hmm. between those two I- ideals almost that you had? And and also, I think it's really interesting because I think it it has shaped you, you know, as a as a woman, and it has made you grow. Um, but I'm curious, yeah, to know how were you able to kind of yeah yeah outgrow that? I think I you know I was thinking about myself when I was younger and I was in high school and so preoccupied with you know seeing friends and and peers getting into top schools and like doing all of these things and all of the guilt that I felt for maybe not feeling like I was living up to what I was supposed to live up to and all of the pain that I made myself go through. And not just, you know, as I was exploring my next step, going into 
college, university. But as I embarked on my professional career, there were many times when I felt like I was, I, I should know. And I should know what it is that I want to do. And, you know, I would compare myself to my little sister, who's someone who from very early on was very sure of what she wanted. And that's yeah. exactly how she wants it. And that's the life that she wants for herself. But I would really um, agonize over, over it. And mm. I think what I've learned in the years since, as I as have taken a lot of really difficult jobs, jobs where I had terrible bosses or where yeah. I didn't feel supported or where uh, the people around me didn't see my value. All of that has sort of taught me just to have a lot of self-forgiveness. Um, yeah. Just forgive myself for not knowing. Um, be gentle with myself in the journey because mm -hmm. it's so easy to fall in into this like tough mentality of work hard and talk to people and network yeah. and talk to people that are doing the work that you want to do. And all of yeah. this, um, like prescribed ideas of how you yeah. can find your passion and find, um, your way. And I think it's been, yeah, it's been such an, an interesting journey of like, just being as gentle and true to myself and kind to myself um, as I can and not have this dialogue, this inner dialogue of yeah. like, oh, you should have known better or, yeah. you know, just this is what it means to be happy. And this is what yeah. it means to have a life filled with joy. And it means this title, it means this salary, it means this sort of career. And like I said before, it's just about unlearning that yeah. and, and just extend myself the same love and, and sympathy and kindness that I tend to extend to the people around me just because we can be so hard on ourselves and yeah, at the so same true. time right and at the same time talk yeah. to our friends and especially yeah. like our girlfriends and be like oh you're a queen you can do anything and <laughs> you know you're yeah. amazing and like oh you're so incredible and then we don't have those same dialogues with no. ourselves yeah. Um, and that is so hard, you know? Yeah. I know it's my mom who always tells me that I'm super hard on myself. Yeah. And when she tells me that, I'm like, oh, am I? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. I actually am. And I've always been that way. But, mm. anyways, yeah. So that's something actually that we also need to kind of deconstruct. But so, given everything that you've shared so far and in your experience, what does trusting your past actually means for you? And, you know, how do you interpret that? I think trusting my path means to be okay with the fact that the path can change and will yeah. change and will evolve. I think that's the, the, the main thing that I, that I think about it, especially because since from the moment we're really little, we're told, um, we're asked also, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? So people are already pre giving you this idea, like, oh, there's mm -hmm. one thing I must choose. There's this one path I have to um, embark on. Um, yeah. And this idea of what a like happy and, and fulfilled life means, well, you go to school and then you get a job and then you find someone and you get married and then you start a family, you become a parent, and then you have to be perfect at doing all of those things. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, eventually you'll become my grandparent and then that's it. And then that's sort of, that's sort of life in the way that people think it for you. Yeah. And I think for me, thinking about my path is thinking about all of the ways in which maybe I, the things that people believe I, I should want for myself are not real. I think it's battling with those things. Yeah. And it can be disheartening at times to feel like you're on the wrong path too and yeah. feel like, oh man, but I'm not doing that or I don't have a super, you know, high paying job or I don't live in this beautiful big Instagrammable apartment or <laughs> I don't, I didn't find the love of my life yet. Yeah. Um, and think like you're doing something wrong. And I think for me, the most important thing is there is, first of all, no picture perfect path. Like mm-hmm. life is anything but linear. It will yeah. have ups and downs and yeah. you might one day, you know, get lost in your path or you have to just completely switch paths. And mm-hmm. um, that is really, that is part of life. And they're the things that we can control. And then there are all of the other things that we cannot And I think it's just approaching life with a lot of gentleness. And for me, as long as my values, as long as the things that remain unchanged for me um, remain true in my work, in in my marriage with my husband, in the friendships that I make, um, I think as long as that remains unchanged and unmoved, then I know that I'm I'm doing something right. And... I should feel okay with that. But honestly, something that I, the idea of, of your path is something I think about literally almost every day, just yeah. because there are little decisions that I have to make every day where I'm like, well, this changed my career or this opportunity mm-hmm. means something else. It's a, it's a process. It's a journey. And I think yeah. I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn how to be okay with the evolution yeah. and changes of it. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly it. I mean, it is a journey and you kind of have to trust that no matter where it takes you, it is the best direction for you at that specific moment exactly. in your life. And even if it doesn't take you where you think you would be or if you feel that you're stuck or you're in not in the exact place where you should be at that moment, it's okay because that's actually how it should be for you to be able to grow and to learn and mm-hmm. to keep evolving in your own true direction you know yes absolutely and so how do you like i know you said that you think that it's about accepting change within your past but mm-hmm. are you able to en- envision your own past like how do you see it changing from where you are now to where you'll be in 10 years or 15 years or 20 or 50 years? I'm not like asking you to actually tell me what yeah. you want to be, but kind of what's <laughs> right. your like perspective on this? I think, I mean, I, I see my path obviously changing from the one I have now, especially on where I, where I find myself in life. I... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, turning 29 this year. I recently got married. I am at a job Thank where you. I am. Thank you. Um, I am at a job where I find myself talking about more leadership um, mm-hmm. roles. And with all of that, I also am considering, you know, moving and I have aging parents and I have 
um, siblings that are that also have their very complicated lives. And with all of that, um, if I take all of that into account, you know, I can things will be very different 10 years from now. Um, And I sort of envision it as, for me, a path of continuous learning. Um, I want to remain curious and learning about the things around me. In terms of my professional career, I mean, I hope to continue to be at jobs where I love what I do and where I can up on Mondays, happy that I get to going to a mm-hmm. place that I where I feel valued and I feel like my voice is heard. And yeah, I think just to continue to learn about the kind of person I want to become. Yeah. Because if I think about me 10 years ago, oh my goodness, the difference <laughs> is so big. I'm like, who was that? Yeah. And it, it's so interesting to think about how deeply we change and how, how much yeah. life experiences change us and the path that I thought I was going to be on 10 years ago is very very different from the path that I am on now I think 10 years ago was uh you know 18 19 thinking about you know I don't know having this wild life where I was traveling all over the world and I was doing all this humanitarian work and I was not definitely not married because I was not interested (laughs) in that until I was a lot older and I just had this wild idea of the kind of life I was going to have. And then eventually, yeah. um, sort of like one small decision leads to another. And, yeah. and you end up with a, 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 a new normal that was maybe unexpected. Yeah. And in many ways, you know, even if, if it's super different from what you wanted, not disappointing at all. Because yeah. in the journey, I found myself to, evolve in a way that is just so special Um, and I am so much more confident than I was back then and I trust my my voice and my gut a lot more and I find joy in in things that are um, maybe a little simpler and smaller than this idea that I had and so it makes me wonder 10 years from now Will I go back to this uh, grandiose idea of traveling the world? Will yeah. I um, have like five kids and live on a farm? Will I, you know, there's just so much that can change based on the decisions that we make or based mm-hmm. on um, the how, how life plays out around yeah. us. That yeah. I think we can only have a sort of like compass, like a, a general yeah. idea of what are the yeah. things that are most important to me. And I think this is where the idea of values comes into play with me. As long as yeah. my values are set in place, I think I will be on a path of continuous just happiness and learning and growing and facing difficult situations, um, but coming coming out of them feeling wiser and and just better about myself. Yeah. But you know, it's actually um, quite interesting what you just said around values because that's actually something I want to ask you. Because when I look at where I was 10 years ago, I had like a completely different life. I was definitely not living in Stockholm. I was actually in New York back then or actually uh, about to go to New York. And I had not met my husband, but I do feel like the values I had then and like what I 
you know, what I cherished the most and what I had in my gut is, has still remained the same, even though, like, God knows how many, like, sideways I've mm -hmm. taken. Yeah. Now, but in the end, I do, I'm still actually true to myself. And that's really very reassuring to me to acknowledge that, that, okay, yeah. like, so many things have happened and I've grown definitely, but what like animates my core, what animates my gut, what mm. gives me energy, it's still the same. And and so for me, it relates to what you said with values, but like, do you feel the same way though? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think if anything, when we're younger, I think we, you know, especially as you're a teenager trying to figure out life, yeah. um, it's really easy to... First of all, not even think about what your values are. I think that's yeah. a, a brand new idea. I think I knew what I loved. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I knew what I disliked. And I think that was as far as, as far as that. It didn't get very much deeper than that. Um, mm. And as, as I've grown older and I've learned to identify what those values are, I've realized that a big part of that journey is the fact that I can now minimize all of the voices around me telling me what I should care about and telling yeah. me about what should be important for me. And it's just being so special. And like you were saying, so reassuring to know mm -hmm. that no matter what happens in life and what situation I find myself in, what challenges I might encounter, there are these very deeply rooted values that remain unmoved and that mm -hmm. I believe will probably not be shaken up too deeply um, by life in the future. So yeah. I think is for me, it's been learning how to, how to identify those feelings better, how to listen to that gut feeling, that inner mm -hmm. voice, those inner um, desires that make me feel alive yeah. and continue to amplify that in my life. And, you know, there are studies that say that the older you get, the more likely you're to say to be happier and to yeah. be, you know, feel fulfilled and feel like your yeah. life um, is, is wholesome and good. And part of that, I think it is that you learn to trust yourself more. And even as you encounter life experiences that might shake you up, you can go back to that core self um, yeah. and trust that. Yeah. Yeah. And so would you be open to maybe describe one moment in your life where you felt like you didn't know what to do or where to go and maybe how you were able to deal with that? Yeah, I was thinking about that. And from when I was very young, I had told my parents I was going to be a lawyer. And I think it's just okay. because I like to talk a lot. And I don't like to, <laughs> right. I like to lose arguments. So yeah. uh, my parents put this idea on my mind, like, oh, you could be a great lawyer. And I was like, okay, great. That is my path. That is what I'm going to work hard to do. And mm -hmm. so when I started, when I, even when I, I was in, in high school and, you know, writing the college essays to get accepted into, into college, I wrote about becoming a lawyer and helping people. And then as I was in college, Every internship that I had and almost every class that I took had something to do with the law. Okay. Because I was so sure that that was the path I was going to be on. Yeah. 
Um, I graduated from, from college. I went on to uh, get a job as a, as a paralegal, so as like a legal okay. assistant yeah. for uh, lawyers here at a public um, office for like our, our attorney general's office, which is like our federal mm-hmm. legal office. And I took the job and I remember telling people, oh, no, I'm just taking it so it looks good on my resume for when I apply to law school because that's just okay. what I'm doing. And I was like, it's just going to confirm that this is the work I want to do. And then as I jumped into the the role and I realized um, what the work really meant, not just like the day-to-day tedious, awful job of reading through legal briefs and things that are very boring that some people enjoy. I definitely don't. Um, And the idea that I really wasn't helping as many people as I wanted to help. And that was like the the whole core of why I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to help people. And then realizing that the law is just very unperfect and I couldn't really make the impact I wanted to make. I remember sitting down with one of the attorneys and this person had like taken me out to coffee and I wanted to ask them about like their path and how they, they became a lawyer. And when I explained my idea, what I wanted to do and how I really wanted to help people, this woman said, you know, you don't have to be a lawyer to help people. There are actually many other careers that you can take. And from what I've seen, because we used to work together, she was like, I don't think, I don't think you will be as happy as you think you will be. If you want to be a lawyer, go for it. But that is not the only path if what ultimately you want to do is help people. And oh, wow. I remember being like, oh my God, I, I had never considered that there were other paths for some reason, just yeah. because I had this tunnel vision and I had this, this idea that felt like I was just like inside this box of this is the life I will have. And these are the things I must do to achieve this life that I want and to have this career. And when she said that, I remember going home and being like, oh my God. I, I can do other things yeah. and I don't think I'm happy doing this. And so it was a really wild time for me where I was like, Oh my God, I've literally invested all of these years of my life preparing for this one thing that I now don't want to do just because yeah. now I realize that it's not something that would make, that would make me happy or that would make the yeah. impact that I wanted it to make. And I was really at a crossroads. It was a really hard time for me um, figuring that out and just telling people, you know, I have been telling people forever, oh, I'm going to go to law school, like I'm going to be a lawyer. And then people would ask and be like, did you apply? And I would have to be like, no, actually, I'm not going to do it anymore. And yeah. the shock in people's faces and they, you know, they, they were asking like, but, like, but why? Like, are you yeah. okay? Like, but you would be such a good lawyer. Like, what? Don't let people dissuade you. And it wasn't any of that. It was the fact that for the first time, I realized that I had options. And that yeah. was huge. That was so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, you're young and you're want to take take the world by you know by its reins and you think yeah. you, can, you can do anything um and ultimately you also feel so limited to to the ideas that the people around you tell you you should have mm. and the career that you should have so I to be honest it was a really hard time for me 
And it took me a very long time to be okay with not knowing and just be okay with taking my day-to-day as it came. And I'm finally now, many years later, I think like five years later, feeling comfortable with the idea that it is okay not to know. Yeah. And that's when that instance happened, when when all of that happened, and I just said no, no to this whole idea of, of having like this legal career, mm-hmm. that's when I started practicing this um, self-forgiveness and talking, just being kinder to myself. Um, and it's something I have to practice every day because sometimes those doubts come back. And I'm like, well, did I, did I make the right decision? And I hear yeah. about awful things happening with immigrants in the United States. And I'm like, man, we need more lawyers that are immigrants, yeah. or more lawyers that understand what's happening. At the same time, I know that when I, when I look within, it's not something, it's not the path that I want for myself. And so I'm now in a journey where I'm reshaping what that, what that looks like. And that is continuous work. It's just every day being kind to myself and being okay with being in the journey. Yeah. I mean, good for you for, you know, being able to realize that first and then also like being okay with it because it it can be so hard to deconstruct all those ideas that you have as a younger person and all those ideas that your parents put on you and all those ideas that, yeah, society puts on you. And actually you were so lucky to have someone tell you that there were other options most often you you know it's the other way around you want to explore something completely different and you're scared to do it because you have those many yeah you know like prejudices or stereotypes or whatever in your head and then you confide in someone and that person tells you oh no 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 don't do that like yes. really, you have to like conform to that one specific direction you're supposed to uh, go with yeah. when it's completely, you know, not at all what you're supposed to do. So that is actually an amazing story what you've just shared there, because I think it, it gives a lot of hope that just basically it's okay to be who you are and it's okay yeah. to to just go with the flow kind yeah. of, you know. Absolutely. And just tell, just tell each other that it's okay to be on a different path. I have so many conversations with friends and honestly, it's, it's so interesting because we each uniquely feel like we are in some sort of transition period. Like, Oh, I'm just trying to figure out this next step or, Oh, if I only knew what I was going to do next or, Oh, I don't know how to move forward with this idea or this job or this career or this person. And I talk to a number of different colleagues at work and friends and everyone is going through the same thing. And we're all having the same inner dialogue of, am I doing the right thing? And I think it's so important to identify those moments within ourselves, but also share with other people. Like it is, I I also don't know. It is okay for you not to know. Um, Yeah. And and just normalize that idea. Just because the normal thing, I think, for us as we were growing up was this concept of you don't you know, you, first of all, you should know what the path you're already on. So like, why are you telling anyone that you don't know? Um, And then there's also this idea of like, I don't know that you have, that you have to have this 
full understanding of your life. And so you see people online and you see people on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn getting getting these amazing jobs or getting married or having babies or traveling the world. And, And you're like, wow, they have it figured out. I'm the problem. Like it's just me who doesn't know what it is that I should be doing with my life. When in reality, people that are, you know, in their twenties are figuring out people in their thirties are figuring it out. Folks that are retired, my own mother retired two years ago and had these conversations with me, like for the first time opened up and said, I'm really sad every day and I don't know why. And Mm. I just don't know what to do. Mm. And I was like, mom, you are, you are figuring out yourself again. You had this identity for so long and now you're trying to redefine what it means to be you as a retired person and you with older daughters. And it is something that no matter what age you have, you're constantly wondering and questioning. I think now is becoming more normalized to speak up about it and seek yeah. for help and go to therapy and speak openly about therapy yeah. and support one another just because it can be such a lonely journey to feel like you are wrong or like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing when in reality we're all trying to figure it out and we will we will continue to be working on figuring it out. Yeah, definitely. And I think the most important thing also do not put too much pressure on yourself. I know we talked about, you know, not being too hard on yourself, but the right word is do not put too much pressure because it doesn't get you anywhere. It just makes you more stressed, more anxious, and ultimately more unhappy. So that's not what we're trying to do here, you know? Yeah, exactly. We'll break under too much pressure and then... We end up making the wrong decisions or we end up just setting up on on off on, a, on the wrong, you know, quote unquote wrong path, meaning like if it's not the thing that you ultimately wanted to do. Um, yeah. And I think it's just so much better to like lessen that burden yeah. and that pressure. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I have one last question for you, Paula. Yes. We've shared a lot around, you know, your background, your experience, your vision around, you know, what it means for you to be trusting your past. But is there anything else you would actually like to share with the Circle community? Yeah, I think this is, you know, definitely a a reflection for the Circle community as much as it is for me as I embark on this journey. Um, And I would say just trust whatever path you're on. And at the same time, question it all the time, change it if you have to, embrace it in the moments that it makes you happy. Um, and when it, and when it doesn't, just embark on a, on a whole new one. I think once we let go of wanting to be what other wants us to be or what we grew up thinking we wanted to be, um, when we let go of that, of that pressure, um, that we were talking about, you just find yourself in this place of absolute joy and fulfillment. It is not an easy thing to achieve um, no. by any means. There will be moments when we feel this full joy and other moments where we're just, again, doubting ourselves. And yeah. ultimately, that is being human. And I think it's okay, yeah. uh, learning to be okay with the discomfort of of not knowing. And I think, yeah, just 
taking the time to explore explore those those feelings and those things that make us happy that make us unhappy just because ultimately we're going to experience that all throughout our lives and yeah. it is it is really as cheesy as it may sound i'm so sad i'm ending the the podcast this way no, but it is the worry. journey not the destination yeah um, it's true <laughs> it's not just an, an instagram quote Um, yeah, I think it, it honestly really is, and it's. I think it's just part of the beauty of of being alive and being here. But yeah, and I think yeah, you're actually totally right because if you take what life is, and when you look at our own destination, yeah, which is, I'm sorry to say it, and I'm sorry to end the podcast like this, <laughs> but death, in that, yeah, right, in that circumstance. I think, yeah, definitely <laughs> the journey is way more important than I the destination. <laughs> Absolutely. There won't, I don't think we'll ever, you know, and I, maybe people have in the history of humanity, but I don't think we'll ever come to a place where we're like, all oh, right, this is it. Um, yeah. Just because that's not, I don't think that's, that's how it works out, but I also don't think that's the point. I think there's still so much, beauty in the in the nice things of life and in the hard things of life and I think it's just yeah, embracing all of it together yeah yeah that's true thank you so much for sharing Paula I'm yeah, really really you. glad that you were able to do this and that we had this great conversation I think it's the perfect you know starter for this podcast and as the first episode so I'm really honored to have you as my first guest thank you Paula So now you might wonder how you can be more conscious of your path and better trusting your inner self to let it guide you in the right direction. As Paola shared, it requires practice and to be open to what both life and your inner voice have to tell you. So my advice is to watch out for the signs and cut through the noise. Identify your values, goals, and motivations and understand how they ground and guide you. If you feel that you're derailing from them, then it's time to regroup. And of course, when I say values, goals, and motivations, I'm talking about what deeply animates you, what makes you you, and also what connects you to the world. And if you feel like this is too difficult for you to manage on your own, it's always okay to request the help of a therapist or a coach to guide you through that process. Somebody who's unbiased and will support you no matter what direction you choose. And if it turns out that you struggle with connecting with your inner self because of anxiety or stress, then a good meditation session can always help. I'll share one I use on a regular basis on The Circle's Facebook group dedicated to this podcast. Check out facebook.com slash groups slash journeys to the self. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share your comments and questions directly on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash journeys to the self or via our Instagram account at thecirclestalkom. Enjoying this podcast? Then contribute to its growth by rating and reviewing it on the podcast platform of your choice. This will be of tremendous help.